I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today, for the first time in a while, Shelly and I are just the two of us having a chat about... Hi, we're waving at each other. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening, you can't see it, but we're really cute. We're having a chat about writing groups and how to start one and keep one running in now-ish. In the modern world, how do I want to say that? How to start one and keep one running, period. Yeah, because it's definitely changed a little bit these days. Yeah. But you recently tried to start one up or did start one up when you moved up to Maine. So what did you think is your first step? Did you have like an idea of what you wanted that writing group to be first? Or did you just try and get people together first? So I have opinions about writing groups, mostly based on what works for me. I've been a member of a lot of different kinds of writing groups. So I had a pretty clear vision of what I wanted my writing group to look like, uh, which is that I wanted it to be a critique group. So sometimes you have writing groups where there's a lot of teaching involved or with their, there's workshopping. I was going to do a little bit of that, but ultimately it was going to be about reading each other's work and giving feedback. Mm-hmm. I also personally prefer groups where you get the reading ahead of time and can think about it and, and write down your feedback and then discuss it rather than groups where people react in real time to someone reading aloud. Oh, I, find I those don't think I've ever had hard. one of those. Yeah, I've been to a couple of those and I I just can't really, I don't feel like I can give full feedback Mm -hmm. because I'm experiencing it, you know, like a TV show or something. It's just happening. So I Mm -hmm. give knee-jerk reactions, but listening for me is very different than reading. So uh, I knew I didn't want to do that. So I did have a clear image in my head of like what this would look like. And then from there, I was able to sort of share that vision with other people through social media posts and by reaching out to some specific people that I knew would probably be interested mm-hmm. to start the group. Okay. So you did the social media aspect and reaching out to people you already knew. Let's say I, I'm new in an area and I really want to get together with writers that also want to share critiques and I, I want to get out there. What would you recommend? I think I know that I found people through Meetup that mm-hmm. has, you can really just go into Meetup and search writing group and hopefully they can find one in your area. And that found me some great ones. But what would you suggest maybe for people to try and get it out there? Yeah, I mean, I would say the first advice is really that you don't necessarily have to start one if you're mm-hmm. in a place where there already are. Uh, you know, if you live in a city of any sort, there's probably a group near you. Mm-hmm. So do that first, like look around on social media, look around on Meetup, even Craigslist, places like that sometimes has them. I don't know, that may not, that may be less true these days, but I once found a group on Craigslist. You know, obviously use your judgment when you go to these things, make sure they're in public places, make sure, you know, you bring a friend, you tell people where you are, all that safety stuff. But if you look around and you don't find a group for yourself, then you can start one and Mm -hmm. you can do it exactly the way we just described, which is post everywhere. I also recommend posting physical flyers because Mm -hmm. sometimes you may not, especially if you're new to an area, you might not have a lot of local social media friends. So you can go to local coffee shops, libraries, places like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even if it's not hosted there, certain libraries and community centers, arts organizations, they might be willing to include a listing about it uh-huh. in the in their you know local 
conversations in in their newsletters or on a poster board or something. And then sometimes even if you have like a small local newspaper where you live, sometimes they'll put it, there'll be like a community events thing. And as long as it's a free event that anyone can come to, they're willing to list it. So think creatively about how to get the word out because ultimately you want to get as many people as you can aware of it so that some sampling of them will join your group. Right. So there is also, there is still meetup. You can create a whole new one on meetup or Facebook events, or I think NaNoWriMo has a place where you can join groups or start groups. Absolutely. Um, So there's tons of places to do it. But before you really get into that, you might want to figure out what you want out of it. So kind of like you were saying, you knew what you didn't want and what you wanted. There's so many options out there. I mean, do you want it to be seven people? Do you want it to be 15? I mean, what what then becomes too much? You can actually give good critique and have a good meeting out of it. Because I found the really larger groups, it's hard to ever really get anything going because you're just, no one has a chance to do all the talking because, you know, it's just right. too many. Right. So the the size of the group and any genre or subject restrictions are things you want to determine early on, either in that initial first meeting as you kind of sense out what other writers might want to do or before you even post about it. So I've been a member of groups that are specifically sci-fi and fantasy focused. Mm-hmm. I've been a member of intergenre groups where everybody is, you know, writing in different genres and even in different, like some people are writing poetry or whatever, and that's fine mm-hmm. in those groups. I know there are some that are like only for mystery writers or only for children's book authors. And Each of those groups serves a purpose, and depending on how big the pool of writers in your community is, you may be able to niche down to a more specific genre. But then the size thing is a really important piece because you're Uh right. If you have – I mean, we were in a group together where there was one time that there were 25 people at the meeting. It's impossible to have a reasonable conversation about critique when there are 25 people at a meeting. Uh So if your plan is to have, I'm going to read your work and then give feedback on it, you probably want to cap the group somewhere around, in my experience, like eight or nine people, because all eight or nine aren't going to show up every week. And so a lot of times you want that core group of somewhere between three and five who are going to be consistent. And if you have three to five people, you have enough people to have an actual conversation about whatever piece has been presented that week. And lots of different viewpoints because they're each going to have something else to offer. Um, The other thing you need to consider is how much you're going to allow people to submit each week. Um, So you don't want one person submitting 17 chapters and, you know, one person submitting one. Keep it to a certain word count or by chapter, but make sure you have something out there that's definitive like guideline for how much so that they can't take over the whole meeting every week. Everyone gets a chance to put something in. And that can get a little frustrating if you already have like a book done. You're like, oh, that's just chapter by chapter, but you gotta, you gotta take your turn. (laughs) Well, and it can be really, you know, you have to understand like what a critique group or writer's group can do for you and what it can't. So if you have a full novel written, you're probably not going to wait. Yeah, you, you can have a 25-chapter novel. You're not going to wait 25 weeks necessarily. Like that's half a year to get <laughs> through your story, right? So a writer's group can be a great way to 
workshop specific chapters that you're having trouble with or specific mm-hmm. scenes, specific characters. It can also be a great place to meet writers who might be willing to be beta readers or alpha readers and really do that very first look at your work. But yeah, you probably shouldn't go in expecting like, oh yeah, I have this three book trilogy and each book is 120,000 words and the, the group's just going to critique that for me. Probably not. And if that's how you're setting it up, you're going to burn out everyone, overwhelm everyone and frustrate yourself. <laughs> so don't do that. And try and make sure you're getting people that are actively writing because it's horrible if you have six people and then it's just week after week of no one submitting. I mean, you need to make sure that these people are going to commit to to submitting something at least monthly, if not weekly or however you want to set that up. But you don't want to just end up like occasionally the, a workshop or some exercises are great if you, you're running low on stuff, but you don't want that to be the norm. You want to have people submitting that you can work with. Right. Yeah. It's a good idea to have some ground rules, not like crazy. You don't need, you know, a rule book, but a few rules. And my primary rules, I had two rules when I had a writer's group. That was mine that I was running. Rule one was writer's right. So I expect you to be submitting consistently. And I never had to, we had a fairly small group and I knew everyone personally. I never had to create like every week or every month or like specific Uh rules. I just said, you have to submit consistently. And that was working in bigger groups or new groups. You may want to say, here's a specific, like you must submit once a month. If Uh we don't see you for two months, you're kicked out, you know, something like that. The second rule is don't be a jerk. (laughs) And that's a really vague blanket rule that reminds people that like, this is creative work. This is very personal work that you're Mm -hmm. reading And that when you're critiquing someone's work, you are critiquing the work, not the person. Right. And we don't want to stray into very personal language. We get into some difficult situations when we start saying, oh, people don't do that. Well, someone probably does. Yeah. Just because you don't know them. It happens. Right. Right. There There was a specific example I'm remembering. I don't remember if you were there that day. I think you were. There was an example about... An adult woman drinking a pot of coffee and watching cartoons in the morning. And another adult woman in our group was like, ah, ah, an adult wouldn't do that. And like three women around the table were like, that sounds amazing. I would totally do that. <laughs> and it became a very heated conversation because this one person was really dug in that they would never do that. So, you know, some of it is you as the group manager or the the MC or whatever you want to call yourself have to be willing to actually manage the group. Mm -hmm. If you just let people argue or let people just talk, what's going to happen is one or two people with strong personalities will dominate. And writers are like, there's a lot of strong personalities and then there's a lot of quiet or or timid or shy personalities where they're not going to feel comfortable, especially in a new group. Uh putting themselves forward unless you make space for them. So it's your responsibility as like the group manager or leader to say, hey, we haven't heard from you, Shelly. What do you think about this topic? And you can do that in ways by either making people take turns, like, okay, you get a certain amount of time, you get a certain amount of time. Or, you know, if it's a small enough group, just check in with that person. Like, okay, you've, you've talked now and now it's this person's time to talk. Whatever works best so that it flows and you don't feel like it's this rigid kind of thing because the last thing you want to have is a rigid creative writing group. You want to yeah. know that you can still create and talk. But the not be a jerk thing is really important. 
especially when you're giving feedback. So just give people your opinions, just like, or like how you felt, how it made you feel, because though it made you feel that way, it might not make this person feel that way. So it's, it's valid and it's still good feedback that they can take or leave depending on uh, how they see it. Like, you know, this made me feel like it was, I was lost in this chapter. I, I couldn't move forward. So make sure you're phrasing it in a way that it's pertaining to your feelings and not your opinions. Not like, mm-hmm. I don't like this. This shouldn't happen. Never make that red. Those like, are the author's no choices. No one would ever paint their house yellow. Like, okay, but they would <laughs> and they do. So just because you wouldn't is not the same. Right. I think there's also something really important around not letting people pile on because mm-hmm. that can very quickly become a problem, especially if you have the writer already feels on the spot, right? It's already- hard putting your work out there. It I is. mean, knowing that a bunch of people are getting ready to tear your work apart, no matter how nicely and cr- <laughs> that it's going to help you, it's hard to sit there and yeah. go, okay, I'm going to take this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So you want to make sure that when that's happening, you know, if somebody is like, oh, well, I didn't connect to this character. I felt like they were flat. And then somebody else jumps in and goes, yeah, in scene three, they really they did X, Y, Z. And I was like, why would they do that? And then someone else. And the next thing you know, it feels like an attack, you know, where they're sort of just hammering on something that's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we've got the point. Let's move on. And again, that's the thing where having somebody who's willing to be in charge for the day. Even if it's not the same person every time, somebody who can say mm-hmm. no, you know, okay, I think I think they've got the point. What else do you have? Mm-hmm. Someone has to hurt the cats. <laughs> yes, hurt the cats. Writers are cats, and we all have to be herded, and we hate it, and we're and, bad at it. And we'll go off on tangents, and suddenly <laughs> we're not even talking about writing, and I don't know what I that's like. I don't think at all. we would ever do that. I, no, I think that's that crazy. That's, that's a fallacy. <laughs> That writers can be easily distracted. We never do that on this podcast, do we? We're always so focused. Exactly. What were we talking about? (laughs) Writing groups. We got this. (laughs) So obviously do not be a jerk. There's many ways to not be a jerk. Just, you know, think before you speak. Give great feedback, but realize that you could be at the other end of this in a second. Think about how you would like someone to, to critique your work. If you're going into a writing group just for someone to tell you how wonderful and awesome your work is, don't go into a writing group. No. Because there's going to be someone that doesn't like it for some reason, personal, they don't like that type of character. Someone's going to have an issue with something you write at some point. You got to be able to be okay with that. And yeah. don't go in there for claps on the back like, yay, great you. Everyone's just trying to write and get better. And frankly, if you are going into a writing group because you want everyone to like your work, you're doing yourself no favors. Right. If you're not in a place where you can take critique, it's going to be very hard for you to advance as a writer. So, you know, you want to go in expecting that you're going to get feedback. You're going to hear things that maybe you don't love Mm -hmm. and you want to learn. So I've been in writing groups where I felt like everyone was so far ahead of me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like everyone was so much more knowledgeable and skilled than I was. Mm -hmm. And I've been in writing groups where I was objectively the most experienced author at the table. Mm -hmm. And frankly, the ones where I was the most experienced author at the table aren't all that great because Mm -hmm. I don't get to learn much. I end up teaching and that's great and can help sometimes, but ultimately like I'm not getting the feedback I need. I'm not getting somebody who's reading at the critical level that Mm -hmm. I'd like to 
here. So, you know, you don't want a group that's just going to pat you on the back or that right. that takes the don't be a jerk thing to an extreme and only says nice things. Right. Now, we want critique. We want yeah. actual critique on how to improve our writing. That's the whole purpose. And we just have to learn to live with it and make it okay. <laughs> <laughs> so some other small things. You need to determine how you want to meet, especially in these days. Do you want to meet in person? Do you want to meet over on Zoom? Combination of the two. All are perfectly valid, especially if you maybe want to have writing group, uh, writing partners from around the country or world. You can always make it on Zoom. We don't have to have a small local area anymore, which is kind of cool. I personally like the in-person meetings because they get me away from things for a little bit and I can be in a new environment and I come back and I'm like, ooh, now I want to write. <laughs> well, I find it easier, I think, to have that collaborative conversation mm-hmm. often in a in a physical shared location. It's a little harder sometimes on Zoom. You really have to be much more conscientious as the group leader mm-hmm. to make sure everyone gets a turn, to make sure one person isn't monopolizing, to manage even things like muting if somebody's got a right. lot of background noise or weird stuff mm-hmm. going on. Tactical so, issues, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dogs. What dogs? There are no dogs here. I mean, yeah, Zoom is just hard because if people start talking over each other, it's it's hard to wrangle that back in. Whereas at a table, you can just be like, whoa, chill. <laughs> but there was actually yeah. Zoom tip. So my my business coach, one time we we were doing like a virtual thing and there was, you know, multiple people on the call. And ahead of the meeting, she sent us these little like emojis on sticks, basically, so we could react <laughs> to things. And that sounds really silly. And it was. But you could absolutely, if you had a writing group, have a okay, let it go sign or like, let's move on, right? As like a super visual cue. So it's like, we get it. (laughs) (laughs) We know, right? Or don't be a jerk, whatever, whatever you feel like you need. You can be creative with how you run these things. But yeah, it's online, in person, all great. How often do you want to meet? Weekly? How long? How long? Uh, Because again, that's uh, how many people... If you've got 10 people in a group and 10 people submitted something to read, it's going to be a while to get through them all. (laughs) (laughs) That's a five-hour meeting with catered lunch. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then how far in advance should they be submitting this stuff for review? If you're meeting on a Saturday, maybe they should get it on to you with no later than Tuesday to give people adequate time to read seven submissions. Because while it doesn't seem like much when you think about it, oh, it's just, you know, Seven quick chapters. I can totally knock that out by Saturday. You really can't because we're all busy. And mm-hmm. to actually sit down and give someone the time to read it with a critiquing eye and make comments and get it all ready. It's not just skimming it while you're like having lunch or something. It's, it's a little bit different of a concept. For me, that took me a little bit to learn because I'm like, oh, this is going to take much longer than I thought. I got I to gotta put time down for this. <laughs> Absolutely. But don't be scared away from it. Writing groups are awesome. If you don't have one in your area to join, start one up. It's a great way to get yourself feeling more into writing and and getting that feedback, which I've always found helpful. Mm -hmm. And it's a good reminder that you're not, you know, alone in a room with your page being freaked out by what's going to happen next. Like there are other humans who do this and they've, you know, you'll find people at different stages of the process, people who have published, people who haven't published yet, Mm -hmm. people who are just starting, people who are on their third draft. And as you get more exposed to those ideas and different ways of approaching, you'll learn a lot just from being around other writers 
and from being able to say, hello, my name is Emma and I am a writer. That's a huge step for a lot of people. I'm going to have to start doing that. But I shouldn't say Emma. No, be weird if you... (laughs) 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 I mean, Emmas are awesome. And, you know, I understand the the urge to do that, but you should probably put your own name in there. Okay. (laughs) All right. Before we get too ridiculous, I think we may have reached the end of this topic. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Tell us about your writing groups. If you're new here and you want to help us out, don't forget to like, review, and subscribe.